All right, let's get to the issue at hand, and that is your obligations if you are separated or divorced and you have child support or spousal support. Rick Patika is a family lawyer at Shulman and Partners and joins me on the line. Hi, Rick. Uh, good afternoon, Alan. Thank you for having me. So for so many people, you know, trying to pay this all of a sudden becomes almost imp- not difficult, but impossible. So what is your right and your responsibility as a person who is supposed to be paying spousal or child support? Well, in Canada, if you're paying spousal or child support pursuant to an agreement, a written agreement or court order, um, you're you're expected to continue to pay unless that order is changed by a court order. Uh, or a subsequent written agreement between you and your your ex-spouse. Um, given the current pandemic, um, it's expected that you have to make efforts to try to pay it and and and, and to uh, to um, um, pay what you're expected to pay under the agreement, even in the financial circumstances that that uh, people are facing. Oh, Rick, I'll put the uh, phone number out one more time for anybody who has uh, in or is in this sort of situation, either expecting money to come in and it's not coming in, or is supposed to pay money and just doesn't have it. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. You know, Rick, in, in this sort of situation, generally what you hear the word from the courts is material circumstances that a court order can be changed if your material circumstances change. I, I would think that a pandemic is a change in material circumstances, is it not? Uh, it likely will be considered one. Obviously, I, the um, case law so far hasn't really dealt with material change under a pandemic, but uh, it's expected that uh, if there will ever be a decision, I can't see any court saying that uh, the pandemic wouldn't constitute a material change. Uh, but the the difficulty is what we're where we find ourselves now is it's unclear uh, given that we're two months into this uh, COVID uh, how soon the economy will reopen how soon some people will be returning back to work and if if this would just constitute a, a temporary layoff for some people and if that temporary layoff in and of itself will be a material change at the end of the day and that's that's an issue that the courts will have to look at. Uh, eventually, I suspect. Well, the the problem here is that we don't, other than emergencies, we don't have the court system open at all. So, like, what's your recourse? Right now, the best thing is for people to make best efforts to try to make uh, payments as much as they can uh, and to try to negotiate an interim agreement that's comfortable for everybody, uh, both the payer and the recipient, uh, that everyone can live in the short term. And then ultimately, uh, if things should pick up in the next few months, uh, that could be revisited as to whether the underpayment can be paid back over a period of time or um, or if there's any other considerations at that time. You, you don't think it could ever be forgiven? Well, again, it, it depends, and there, we're in a state of uncertainty right now, and and it depends how far this pandemic will go, and, and the economy will be uh, shut down effectively. If they're talking about uh, economies opening up around the world, it's anticipated that that's likely going to happen here in Ontario, and eventually, eventually the. Um, uh, it, it might be. It might result in an underpayment. Obviously, that would have to be made up, as I suspect. 
you, you know, for for some um, families, uh, some divorced spouses, you know, having a, a kind of rational conversation about, well, look, I, I don't have my job. I just simply can't. You know, the times have changed, and, and you can have that conversation. And But in, in many cases, there's just simply not that kind of relationship. It's difficult to have those kind of conversations. Do you, I mean, do you have to bring in lawyers for it? I mean, you're trying to obviously keep your cost down. Would you recommend having the lawyers hash that out or some kind of mediator? What would your suggestion be? If the, if the lines of communication between two ex-spouses is very poor, then I think that's when the lawyer should should get involved to help bridge that communication to allow that negotiation to happen. Um, if the lines of communication are positive, then the first point of contact should be your ex-spouse. And, and unless they're being totally unreasonable, they don't understand the situation. And I can't fathom why that would be the case. Uh, most reasonable people would say, hey, I understand you lost your job. Um, is there something you can pay in the interim? And then we can revisit this uh, when things uh, get back to quote-unquote normal. You know, I, I have friends who are family law lawyers, and they, they often, you know, over cocktails will tell stories with no names, but they'll tell stories of, you know, how a client will call and complain because, you know, the ex-spouse, you know, took the blueberries out of the fridge that were belonged to them. And, and you know, and you think, I, I sometimes I think people don't understand that lawyers, you know, just telling them your problems, that doesn't come free. So in terms of, you know, trying to do what is right and do the lowest cost and best option, if you don't have those lines of communications, do you have to have both sides, of both lawyers involved, or could it be just one? Well, it typically would be preferable to have two lawyers involved. Uh, it's, it's difficult for one lawyer to be arguing both sides, and, and as as it puts the lawyer in a conflict of interest. Um, but with with that being said, negotiations uh, uh, between the lawyers is always preferable than going straight to court. Even in non-pandemic times, this this should be the first step to try to resolve a problem that exists between two ex-spouses. Rick Patika is a family lawyer with Shulman and Partners. Always fascinating to talk about this. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Have a good day.